Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uncommon Sense on Relationships podcast. I am so excited to share from my heart. In this podcast, we'll discuss everything from the law of attraction, the five love languages and boundaries, to self-love and online dating. It means so much to me that you're here taking the time out of your day to listen, to be coachable, be encouraged, and be inspired. I show up weekly to share bite-sized relationship lessons that I have learned and am currently learning. No matter how long or short the episode, I recap with a two-minute takeaway for you to walk away with. If these episodes are meaningful to you, please let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with a friend. I also love when you send me topic ideas that you would love for me to include in future episodes. But whichever way you choose to participate, thank you. I was recently on a guest podcast talking about healing, so I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that healing with you today. Let's get real. We all have things to heal from. Dysfunctional family dynamics, unhealthy dating relationships, or just the absence of having a genuinely close, positive relationship in our life. Regardless of what we need healing from, we need to know what we are hurting from first. Sometimes we're in denial of our pain or its cause. Other times we know exactly where our pain stems from, but we don't know how to heal from the trauma. So today I want to talk to you about two clients that I've had the pleasure of working with over the last year. They come from two completely opposite backgrounds, but are in the process of healing from similar symptoms of their unique experiences. For privacy's sake, we'll call my first client Lexi. Lexi had a dysfunctional childhood. Her dad was verbally and emotionally abusive to both her and her mother when he was around, but he wasn't around often. So she deals with both abandonment issues as well as feeling as though toxic behavior is normal. To Lexi, normal became not knowing what to expect besides either loneliness or abuse. When I asked Lexi what her love truths were, she told me this, I believe love is sticking around no matter what and taking the good with the bad. Everyone needs love, she said. Some people are just harder to love. And that was her take on love truths. As Lexi began to date, any healthy relationship seemed to be boring to her because she was so used to this chaos and this bad cycle. In contrast, my other client, who we'll call Jess, had a positive and balanced upbringing. She had a great relationship with both parents who were present and genuine role models in her life. However, Jess was easily influenced and began to associate with a group that was unmotivated, rebellious, and had habits of heavy drinking and drugs. Jess eventually dropped out of school. She felt ashamed, and then she began to distance herself from family and also friends. When Jess decided to put her party life behind her, she slowly began to date, finally with the intent of finding a future mate and took things seriously. So here we have two women with a huge contrast in how they were raised. Lexi struggled with self-worth because she didn't feel valued by her parents. She also didn't see her parents valuing, valuing each other. So her love truths told her that she wasn't worthy of anything more. When I had asked Jess what her love truths were, she named characteristics of a love that most of us would agree are healthy components of a relationship. Yet, 
she was not dating anyone who had these qualities. In her case, we discovered that she was literally punishing herself for her own mistakes. She felt that because of her choices, she was not deserving of the relationship she desired. So clearly we have two totally different traumas. One trauma was a painful childhood. One was self-inflicted. But guess what? They both lead to the same outcome if they don't heal. And both Lexi and Jess would have ended up with partners who respected them as little as they respected themselves if they hadn't healed from these lies. The lies that told them that they didn't deserve a positive, lasting, loving relationship. So for the question you're all wondering, how are these women healing from their traumas, avoiding toxic relationships, and beginning to step into their roles of worthy, deserving women? Well, first of all, you may recognize that I did not say that they are already healed. It is a long process, but this is where it begins. Number one, they need to accept their pasts, the things they experienced at the hands of others or inflicted on themselves. That doesn't mean that they have to live in that, but they can't pretend it didn't happen. You can't decide on the right medicine if you don't know the diagnosis. Number two, they need to reevaluate their love truths, meaning redefine what they believe about love. Number three, they need to start treating themselves like they're worthy. They need to treat themselves as they want to be treated. You show others how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. Eventually, this will come second nature. Four, be intentional about what you're looking for. I don't mean obsessing over your partner's monetary status, their sense of style, or how they decorate their place. I mean, what qualities complement yours? Name your top compatibility priorities, and don't date people that aren't a good fit. And hint, just because they like you and they're nice does not mean your relationship will go the distance. Number five, remind yourself of your value daily. Reinforce in your mind the value you bring to the table and affirm your positive future. I have been doing affirmations for a long time, but this year I began recording my own voice saying affirmations. This was a tip I learned from my friend Jasmine. And guess what? Self-talk is so powerful. We believe ourselves and our own voice. Number six. Be coachable and be accountable to someone, whether it's a friend or a trusted mentor. And when those past issues come creeping back, which they will, recognize them, remember the lesson, and then remind yourself that those experiences are not you, even though they helped shape you. Number seven, be present when you're ready. Show up how you want to be seen and known. Be true to what you want and who you're becoming, not what you've been through. Lastly, pray that God will give you the divine guidance to follow through on all of these affirmations and all of these realization steps and keep on moving forward. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Sense on Relationships podcast with your host, Coach Christina, where you'll hear a mini episode on everything relationships from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to share your comments and episode suggestions. Tune in again next week for another two-minute takeaway.